Welcome to our Hakel podcast number 22 in the series Classic Take, where we will take a classic topic of Mashiach and delve into it further. This year is dedicated to Lili Nishmas, Yeshua, Yisrael, Mechol, Ben Zev, Aryeh. The question that a number of people have is, should we be afraid of Mashiach? Mashiach is something which, unfortunately, instead of getting people excited and hopeful, it actually gets people very nervous, and some people are actually outright afraid of the coming of Mashiach for various reasons. But I'll just preface with a joke. They say maybe the story happened or it didn't happen. But either way, they say a story of a uh, Yeshuvnik, a Jewish couple, a Jewish person who's living on a farm with his wife. And one day he hears the rabbi is coming and telling people that about the coming of Mashiach, that we should anticipate for the coming of Mashiach. What is Mashiach going to do? He will take all the people to the all the Jewish people back to the land of Israel. So he goes and tells his wife the good news that he heard that there's such a concept of Mashiach and Mashiach will come and help the Jewish people. So his wife says, "But if we all go to Israel, what is going to happen with the cow that we have over here that gives us milk? We're going to leave the cow. We won't have any milk." So he thinks for a moment. He says, "You know, but the rabbi said." that the Cossacks, you know, those days the Jews feared the Cossacks who would come and raid the Jewish people and did all types of terrible things to the Jews. The Cossacks will be safe, safe from the Cossacks. So the wife thinks this over. She says, no, they have an excellent idea. Why doesn't Mashiach take all the Cossacks to Israel and leave us here to enjoy our cow? So, uh, or the way another ending of the joke goes is that uh, the old man turns to his wife and he says, you know, it says the same Hashem, same Rebbeinu Shalalem who saved us from the Egyptians. He sent Moshe to take us out of Egypt and he saved us from all the terrible empires of the past. So he will also save us from Mashiach. It's a, um, the joke might be funny or not, but it's a sad reality to some extent that people are afraid of Mashiach. And, the real ultimate answer, before we start discussing some particular topics that people are afraid of, the real ultimate answer is that the only way to really get rid of this fear is to become more familiar with Mashiach. The more we learn about it and we delve into it deeper and we try to internalize what it's all about and instead of just being hooked on to a certain fear or piece of information that we've heard that might be correct or incorrect, to try to really understand what it's all about, it will help alleviate our fears and will help us actually look forward to the coming of Mashiach. In truth, just make one other small introduction, this question about the coming of Mashiach, being afraid of the coming of Mashiach, is really a very broad question. It's usually a symptom of other questions. You know, in other words, if a person, you know, doesn't, doesn't appreciate Mashiach or is afraid of Mashiach, it usually is tied into with how we views many other things in life or how we views Teir Mitzvah as he, as he look at Teir Mitzvah as a good thing or something that he's only doing out of fear of punishment. A lot of hashkof, a lot of question about how to view Mashiach is in most cases intertwined with the question how a person relates to Yiddishkeit in general. That's how he views whether Mashiach is something which is beneficial for him or it's disturbing him and so on and so forth. But either way, so obviously all, what I'm trying to say is that we cannot, you know, I can't answer everyone's questions on the matter. They're obviously not in a short podcast, but just want to discuss a few points. So first of all, 
on a very basic level, a lot of people push it, you know, very simply, they, they have a good life, or at least they think they do, and uh, they don't feel the need for Mashiach on the contrary. The talk of Mashiach gets them nervous. It's a change, might be a good change, but it's still a change. Who's interested in, you know, as long as life is going good, why, why, in, you know, uh, have interference? Why, why should I be looking, you know, forward to the coming of Mashiach, which is going to upset my routine, my way of life? Life is beautiful, you know, the way it is. Now, people that have problems, they look forward to Mashiach. People that don't have problems, they don't necessarily feel the need of Mashiach. So I discussed in the past, in the, some of the first podcasts, we discussed why we need Mashiach and so on and so forth. But nevertheless, for such a person, the, the answer would be, we, we have to, again, it's the only real answer for such a person is we have to learn about Mashiach. That's a, one of the reasons why the Rebbe wants us to learn about Mashiach, because it's when we're dealing here at this point in history, when the Rebbe says that, you know, Mashiach is at, the Gula is at the threshold, and we're at the transition point of going from exile into redemption, it's very important for us to be ready for Mashiach. Being ready for Mashiach doesn't only mean that we do another mitzvah so that, you know, Mashiach is happy with us for pitching in, if, you know, with some activity to help him come, but it means that we should really look forward to Mashiach. This should be something that our hearts and minds are programmed for. And it requires a lot of thought. In other words, a person himself needs to work things through, really learn about it, chew it over, try to understand the importance to relevance. And it's about adopting a Mashiach. A lot of it is about adopting what you would call a Mashiach mindset versus an exile mindset. If a person is happy with his current life, so that means that he obviously doesn't feel he's lacking anything. And that itself is part of you know, it was a symptom of exile, when so many things wrong in the world and a person in his own life cannot realize his full potential and so on and so forth. So, the, you know, if he understands what exile is all about, what Mashiach is all about, he'll obviously want Mashiach. It's a symptom of exile, the Rebbe said, that people don't want to leave exile. But nevertheless, there's a, there's a way of, you know, getting, in, training ourselves and getting program to actually want Mashiach, which is by learning about it and internalizing. And it's, it's a very long process, but a very rewarding process. A small, bite-sized piece of information usually would not help inspire such a person to want Mashiach. So that's, you know, it's, it's, it's not an easy, and it's not, it's not easy to do, but it's this most straightforward answer for such a thing. So if a person is afraid of change or whatever it is, you know, so again, you have to be familiarize yourself. You know, look at the world, understand also the context of history. You know, we're living now in a time when things are are better, at least in certain areas, as the way they were for many hundreds of years, if not thousands of years. Definitely, the typed quality of life in general, with te- modern technology and so on, makes life much easier as it was. But nevertheless, there's a person that has a mature sensitive understanding of historical context of the Jewish people as a whole and of even, you know, his own personal life, what the difference between exile and redemption is, he will be able to appreciate that we are in exile and we need we need the goal or we need the redemption. So this is a fear that the only way to, to overcome is through, you know, learning and understanding. That's the only direct answer I see for such a thing. But there is a... Um, and, and particularly the way Chassidus uses a term to learn things that daita enough shame means try to learn it. A person should try to learn it in a way that it relates to him, 
Now, the Rebbe said a person should learn about Mashiach, but Oifen HaMeskabel, Oifen HaMeskabel, very simply means that it's relatable, it makes sense to the person, the person actually looks forward to the coming of Mashiach now. So it's important to, to highlight this point. And now the next point, which is a follow-up, the previous point that I made, it doesn't substitute it, but it's a follow-up point. It's very important to understand Mashiach is not here to make your life any worse than it was. You know, Mashiach is not here, going back to the joke, you know, obviously there was no reason for the old couple to worry about the loss of the cow that will give them milk. You know, but in their mind, they, 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 they felt that Mashiach is making their lives miserable by taking them away from their cow. So it's important to understand Mashiach is not taking away anything from us. The Rebbe spoke about this, you know, in Tavshin Aleph, in the Sikh of Emer, Achrei Mois Kedoshim, and the, you know, Shabbosim that follow the famous Sikh of Schaf Chasnissen. The Rebbe spoke about that we should do whatever we can for the coming of Mashiach, and in Pashas Azriya Metzorah, the Rebbe spoke about the importance of learning about Mashiach. In the following Shabbosim, the Rebbe spoke about the famous concept of Goyla and Geula, that the word in Hebrew for redemption, Geula, is made up of the same words, is made up of the same letters as in the word Goyla, which means exile. The only difference is that we have the added Aleph, the added letter Aleph, which is a reference to Hashem Alufi Shalolam. And the Rebbe explained at length, the Rebbe addressed this particular issue, that people are afraid that, you know, they've put in sweat and effort and doing many great things in Nagzal Mashiach comes, boom, it's over. You know, whatever they did is, uh, you know, is something of the past. It's, 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 they're not going to have any benefit out of it. So, you know, it's just going to come to a full-fledged end. So the Rebbe says, no, the Rebbe says, it's not what Gula means. Gula doesn't mean that we leave behind anything in exile. It's not, oh, you did many great things, okay, you lose it all, and now you go to Yisrael and you start a completely different life. Geula means that you take everything you had before and you liberate it, you reveal what it's really all about, you connect it to Hashem, you reveal the godly, you know, energy that's hidden it, the godly purpose, what really vitalizes it and what its true importance is all about, and then... You, you, are, you have redemption, then you have Gula. So if a person had many business deals, many connections he made in Golos, he's not going to lose them when Mashiach comes. On the contrary, he will reveal what their true meaning is. Gula is a liberating experience. It's not a... Gula, particularly in the light of Chassidus, is not breaking exile, but it's elevating exile. The Gula is comprised from exile itself. So this is, again, it's a concept which needs to, person needs to think about it and internalize it until the way that it shapes how he thinks and feels about Mashiach. And it helps him give a perspective of what Gula is all about. The Gula is not about taking a person away from his life. In the contrary, Gula is about enriching his life, revealing what it's really all about. The person, whatever he did, he did the... He, he was involved in whatever activity it might have been. He pursued whatever it was. When Mashiach comes... He'll be able to access the inner core of that, the inner purpose of that activity, and through that, whatever he did before will reach its true purpose. He's not losing it. On the contrary, he's gaining it in the best way possible. So this is an important point which relates to the concept of Gulangula in general. But there's a few a few other points that I would like to speak about, just at least even briefly, even though they deserve much more time but just in this short podcast, just to touch upon briefly. A lot of people are afraid from the coming of Mashiach because they're afraid of the Chevle Mashiach, the birth pangs of Mashiach, the dreaded 
world-shattering events that will happen before Mashiach comes. Some people will say they're worried about the birth pangs of Mashiach. Some people will say about the worried about the war of Goygumogoy, and different people. What's interesting is a lot of times the little information that people do know about Mashiach is you know just snippets of information that make them afraid of Mashiach. Like they don't even give Mashiach a chance because they're already so scared of him, and they've heard talk of Mashiach being used in the context of trying to get them scared about whatever it was. So that's what they associate Mashiach with. So the truth is, when we're talking about Chavli Mashiach or Goygumogi, there's a few points to keep in mind. First of all, these things are not mandatory. A lot of sources explain the Zoya and many other sources say the Chavli, the Jewish people are meritorious. All these things won't take place. And with everything the Jewish people went through in the past, particularly in the Holocaust and so on, we're definitely in the level that the Jewish people as a whole have enough merits that they're not going to have to go through it. Second of all, let's say the Chavli Mashiach. It's explained in many sources two things. First of all, that the great length of exile compensated for the Chavli Mashiach. In other words, that instead of all the terrible suffering having happening all at once, the Ebesha extended exile and brought the suffering little by little so that we won't have to actually suffer the Chavli Mashiach. And most importantly, the next point is, as the Rebbe mentioned a number of times and other sources mention, is that we've already went through the Chavli Mashiach. Talking about the Holocaust, six million Jews were brutally murdered, so on and so forth. There's obviously anyone that has a little bit of uh, sensitivity will, will right away understand that God forbid to say that we have to go through any more than that in order to, uh, in order to, to have Chavli Mashiach. So the point really is that we've had all that already. And if somebody, and, and what's, in other words, what comes out a little funny is that if a person realizes the score, if a person realizes that we already went through all that, now what are, now what are we waiting for? Waiting, Mashiach should actually come, that every single Jew should be ready and you know make Mashiach part of his life so we could have the Gula Hamitis Vashleim, the true and complete redemption, in, in the most real way. So instead of being worried about the Chavli Mashiach, you know, we already had that. Try to bring Mashiach now. Now, now is the time to, uh, to to get the good aspect of Mashiach. So Mashiach inherently is good. He's not bad. Whatever things that happened or, or spoken about that will happen, first of all, not mandatory. It's very, according to a number of sources, They've already, they've already been yoitzed, the Rebbe said this many times, already fulfilled their obligation, quote-unquote. We've already gone through it with the Holocaust and other terrible sufferings that Jewish people had in the past. And therefore, from now, we, we were, we're anticipating now the Gula coming in a, in a merciful way. Another point, and the truth is also the Goygumogig again this this is something it's, it's interesting in, in, in a number of many people are convinced that Goygumogig is an integral part of the Gula like some people when they learn about Mashiach they're taught that this Mashiach starts through Goygumogig the Rambam writes clearly that it's not a mandatory thing or we don't exactly know how it's going to happen and according to a number of sources there's both Chassidic sources and even non-Chassidic sources there's a number of Chassidah Shirebis that says that with all the suffering that we had in exile, we won't have to go through Goygum Mogoy. And uh, the Vilna Goyen, there's, there's a tradition in the name of the Vilna Goyen, that if the, Jewish, if the non-Jewish 
nations will be helpful to the Jewish people. They won't either. They they won't. It won't be the war of Gogomogoy. According to many sources, Gogomogoy is not a mandatory thing. And many people, their whole viewpoint of Mashiach is shaped on Gogomogoy and Chavli Mashiach. And it's just a little. Again, this is part of learning about Mashiach. Also means to get a proper context. You know, understanding that these things are not. It's not like that. They they have to happen or that. This is what this definitely doesn't explain what Mashiach is all about. Mashiach is not about destroying the world. Mashiach is about fixing the world. As the Rambam writes, that Mashiach is coming to fix the world. As the Rebbe emphasized, he's not breaking the world. He's refining, elevating the world. And even, you know, on a very practical note, you know, I would say we would, I would tell a person that thinks that, you know, despite everything that I'm saying, he's still afraid of the Chavli Mashiach. Well, if a person is really afraid of of Chavli Mashiach, so do tshuva. Like in other words, don't don't say that therefore you don't want Mashiach to come. That itself is a sin. Not wanting Mashiach is itself a sin. So what are you accomplishing? Anything? The person is afraid of being punished with the Chavli Mashiach. So he's not he's not gaining anything by not. He's a, you know, by 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 not wanting Mashiach to come, it's a catch twenty-two. You know, there's there's, there's you know, then the Chavli Mashiach already happened, or there, or if you want, some people might tell you that the things that we're going through now are, in a certain sense, Chavli Mashiach. We're already going through them, so the only Eitzah is the only way to get out of it is to bring Mashiach. Make sure you have merits, and you'll bring Mashiach now, and you'll avoid the whole worry about this Chavli Mashiach. But Mashiach is not something. Oh, I'm afraid of Mashiach. Okay, I don't want him to come. It's a very, it's a, it's an approach which reflects both not understanding what the, where the Chavli Mashiach fit in historically. If they have to happen, they don't have to happen. Also reflects a very distant and dis and, and, and detached connection to Mashiach. Now, even even the sages in the, the times of the Gemara were afraid of the Chavli Mashiach. They said, "Let Mashiach come. I don't want to see him." They wanted him to come, just. They, they didn't think they would be able to handle the suffering. But they didn't say, oh, I don't want him to come, God forbid. Anyway, that's one point. The next point is, is that a, 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 a further point, a lot of people, they associate Mashiach with a Yom Hadin, with a Day of Judgment. And now, the truth is, the Day of Judgment deserves a separate discussion, but the Day of Judgment is not part of Mashiach. The Day of Judgment is actually part of Tchiyas HaMesim, the resurrection of the dead, which happens, technically, it's after Mashiach comes, sometime after Mashiach comes, or the Yom Adin more particularly is before the seventh millennium, according to a number of other sources. So in other words, a lot of people, they're mixing up a few different components. There's the days of Mashiach, there's a later period known as Tchiyas HaMesim, or Olam Haba, according to some opinions, is the resurrection of the dead, the world to come. The Yom Adin, the big day of judgment, happens after the resurrection of the dead. Mashiach himself has nothing to do with the Yom Hadin. And when Mashiach comes, Mashiach will teach us and train us, you know, to do the right thing, so we'll avoid being worried about the Yom Hadin. Moreover, the Zayar says that by the Yom Hadin, the Abisher will take all the suffering of the Jewish people and he will show how the suffering of the Jewish people during exile vindicated them, takes them away from the prosecution that might be leveled against them during the Yom Hadin, during this great day of judgment. And the Gemara speaks about the Masech the Shabbos, how Yitzchak Avinu will, will find merit for the Jewish people. I mean, there's a separate discussion, but the Yom Hadin is really not associated with Mashiach. A part of an, a, a, a larger issue is a lot of people, particularly those that have more of a, um, 
a Musar approach to Yiddishkeit, or Yiddish Ha'inesh, more of a fear of punishment approach to Mashiach. A lot of times they're taught that when Mashiach comes, so they will be uh, punished for everything they did wrong, then everyone, all their, all their sins, they won't be able to fix anymore, and so on and so forth. So the truth is that requires a separate discussion on its own. But just in brief, the answer to that is, is that that's a very, there's Mashiach, there's different layers of understanding Mashiach. The ultimate level of understanding Mashiach is that Mashiach is one who will reveal the essential connection of Hashem to the Jewish people. Mashiach is a call of love. Hashem revealing His true love for the Jewish people. Therefore, if a person views Mashiach from that perspective, it's a whole different perspective, a whole different understanding of what Mashiach is. If Mashiach if Mashiach is about reward and punishment, so then, yeah, so then there's room to say somebody that did sins will be punished. But Mashiach is much more than reward and punishment. Mashiach is, Mashiach will reveal how every single Jew really wanted to do what Hashem wants. It says that Mashiach will be able to be Malamit Tzchus, will be able to find merit even on the worst Russia, the worst sinner. And by finding merit, this is a, a, a teaching which some people say is maybe even the name of the Baal Shem Tov, or at least close disciples of the Baal Shem Tov. And Mashiach, through his limut schus, through revealing, through saying merit about the Jew, Jewish people, even the worst wicked people, he will make them do tshuva. So in essence, Mashiach, at a, on a very, so to say, superficial level, is reward and punishment. But if you we understand Mashiach, particularly the way it's according to Chassidus, we will realize that Mashiach is really there not to destroy, not to punish, on the contrary, Mashiach is there to be misakin, to fix, to reveal the hidden connection that even the biggest sinner has. When you view Mashiach from that perspective, it changes the whole picture. And again, like I mentioned before, this really is really based a, a, a lot on a general hashkafa question. A lot of people, if you person just approaches Yiddishkeit with a fear of punishment approach, it'll be very hard for him to appreciate Mashiach. He, those usually did. They, they, you know, such an approach makes a person extremely nervous or afraid of Mashiach. When a person looks looks at Mashiach from an inner perspective, what Chassidus presents Mashiach, on the contrary, we should look forward to Mashiach. So that's why it's all the more important to really get to the core, to the essence of what Mashiach is all about. So we should look forward to him. Hashem should help. We should merit the coming of Mashiach. Take it from Yad Mamish. Amen. Plastic Take is produced by Tudal's Podcast Productions, producers of The Daily Boost, The Weekly Fabrengen, Power Fabrengen, and Mashiach Mindset Audio. Available on all podcast platforms.